Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstead. Hello and welcome, magic folk, to episode number 75 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. I am your host, Matt Olson. Over there, we have JB. Sounded like you had to think about that for a second. I was, I was pointing my fingers to where, specifically on the screen, you are, so people can oh. see. Yeah, so it was like trying to line it up. Not very good at that, necessarily. <laughs> but JB is here. We don't have Danny. Uh, again, he is taking his uh, parental unpaid leave. <laughs> Because we do, we we are not about that very very unpaid leave right yep we 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 don't we don't do that very very well here but we got an episode for y'all today thank you for joining us in if you're live on Twitch hello welcome <laughs> uh, if you're not live on Twitch and listening to this uh, in podcast form thank you for listening greatly appreciated uh, you know we're definitely trying to be your news source for all things Magic the Gathering. But before we jump into this episode, we want to give a big, amazing shout out to the sponsor of the podcast, J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in the West Acres Mall in Fargo, North Dakota. They have all the magic products that you need. Keldheim just came out. They got your set boosters. They got your collector boosters. They have your draft boosters. They have your playmats, your sleeves, your dice, anything you could want. Hit them up. They will take very good care of you. Also... They have weekend leagues for Modern and Legacy happening Saturday and Sunday, respectively. uh, J-Dubs also helps you get your cards graded through PSA and and Beckett. 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 Shake and bake. If if, if Beckett did a shake and bake with your cards, how sad would you be? (laughs) Depends on if they were Pringles or not. (laughs) Shake and bake them Pringles. But J-Dubs helps you get your cards graded through PSA and Beckett. They get bulk rates and stuff, so you give your cards to them, pay them a way cheaper price than doing it all yourself. And just so you know, everything's like delayed by nine months apparently. So keep that in mind. But we got an episode for y'all today. First off, the breakdown of the episode. We're going to pass you over to JB here at the Boggle Desk here. After that, we're going to have Blogatog for you and then we're going to have news, some quickies of Dragon Shield, SCG, and then talk about Magic Legends, a new secret lair, and the Hasbro earnings. From there, talk about finance, weekly winners, weekly losers, and then closing off with Deck of the Week, which is a Adoran deck. Very excited to see this one. And then we'll send you guys home, and you can have a merry old time doing whatever you do after you're done listening to this podcast. So, JB, anything before we jump into it, or can I pass this over to you at your boggle desk? Um, no, nothing other than welcome to the shit show. <laughs> okay, so, first up is our event results. Well, there's a bunch of satellites that went on. Today was a hell of a Monday. I don't feel like outlining each and every single one of them, but we'll have some links in the description. I'm sure Matt will put something up. Standard Um, satellites. Yes, standard satellites. Good stuff. And then we got a little bit of a Twitter post here. A tweet. A tweet tweet, if you will. I don't know. Whatever the kids call them nowadays. (laughs) Of standard call time week two standard meta snapshot here. Looks like Rakdos midrange coming in at 12.8%. We have Is It Tempo at 10.7%. Demir Rogues at 10.5%. Naya Adventures, 10.1%. Gruel Aggro is 8.1%. Sultan Midrange is at 5.6%. Boros Aggro is at 4.3%. Sultai Ultimatum is at 4.3%. Teamer Ultimatum is 4.2%. And then the rest of your other jank decks round out the last 29.4%. 
So yeah, that Rakdos mid-range really beating up everybody. Sad to see Rogues way up in there still. Don't like that deck at all. Yeah, nah. Rogues is never a fun deck to see. Like, you see it, and you're like, do I have to see it? Right? Like, do I have to really? Like, why is everybody still playing this? But uh, with the with the Rakdos decks being in top, I don't know, top tier and stuff right now, one of the newest additions that they have in there, well, first off, they got Velky. Everybody loves that Velky right now. But right. they have uh, four Immerstrom Predators, or a mixture of Immerstrom Predators, which is the uh, red, black, two, three, three, vampire dragon with flying. When it becomes tapped, exile one target card from a graveyard and put a plus one, plus one counter on Immerstrom Predator. And then it has sack another creature. Immerstrom Predator gains indestructible until end of turn, tap it. So that's just like a very hard to kill, <laughs> a very hard to kill Rakdos threat. So interesting right. interesting to see that that's been taken taking place in there. Then uh, Egan, God of Death, the uh, three-drop 6-6, six, six, Death Touch, new Keldheim cards that are in, in Rakdos. Figured, point that out at least. People are loving those. Yup. All the goodies. So there's your standard metagame snapshot. Do with it what you will. Make some decks to beat up everybody else. Whatever. If you do, let us know. We got a comment here. In the Twitch chat from Seal Flippers, rogues are peak MTG. Changed my mind. JB, debate. <laughs> no, no. Rogues can go die. <laughs> That's not a good argument. That's a very good argument. Rogues can go die. Yep, get burned. Burned at stake. I will add in the facts with rogues. The if 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 they get the they have a lot of good hands like the win percentage of rogues according to this data uh, breakdown is 50.6%. So it's uh it's half win rate. It's 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 a solid deck. The Rakdos mid-range has a meta versus the meta game of 56% win rate. So fun times, fun times. Okay, so with our upcoming events, we just got some random stuff on MTGO to talk about. On Wednesday the 10th, it'll start a new Spotlight Cube series called Live the Dream Cube, and that'll run until the 17th. <laughs> Live the Dream Cube. Right? That's, hey, I'm not lying. That's what it's called. <laughs> Live the Dream. And then on Friday, we'll have a Caldheim Sealed Qualifier. Saturday will be a Legacy call- Qualifier for the Caldheim Championship. And then Sunday will be a Modern Qualifier. So enjoy all those MTGO events. Have fun. Try to break the meta. Do it up. And I think with that, I guess we'll pass it off to not Danny to see if we have any BNRs. Nope. Surprisingly, nothing yet. Though, if you listen to the talkings on in the Magic Online world, people are not a fan of Tibble's trickery right now at all. No. No, they're not specifically for something like standard i don't know i've played against it a couple times in standard this ain't a bnr this is just bnr talk i guess so nothing nothing's been banned but bnr talk i think it's not bad because the amount of times that they whiff in in you know standard i've played against it like i mean small sample size (laughs) it wasn't bad each time uh for me but I play blue-black control, so I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt, if you will. Yeah, you Tib- filthy Grixis player. Tybalt didn't seem didn't seem too bad, in my opinion. And, you know, in, in modern, there's multiple ways to be able to deal with it and stuff. I don't think I don't think Tybalt's trickery is going to get banned. Like I said, I, I'm still on the side of it just being the flavor of the week or fl- flavor of the month. It's not that hard to take her down. Yeah, but even you have to admit a turn to Ugin is backbreaking. Yes. Yes. And that's why, at least in Historic, it's a little better to deal with it because you got things like uh, Spell Pierce in Historic to be able to counter it. De- Deafening Silence as well. Notable cards. Thoughtseize in Historic you got. I don't know. 
there's a spectrum. It's, standard. It's still a really shitty thing to do, though. Right. In standard, it's a little, little more harder to harder to argue for it there because when it does land, I haven't seen the consistency of the numbers and stuff of how often it goes off in standard at least number wise. I guess in anything, I haven't seen the specific specific numbers recently, but. There's the BNR spec talk, I guess. Let's talk about that blogatog of the week that was handpicked by me. Also not Danny. Also not Danny. Oh my god, JB, I just realized we haven't shit on Danny once yet <laughs> since right? we started because, this podcast. Because we're we're awesome co hosts. I mean <laughs> if, if if your words not mine. <laughs> <laughs> but this blogatog is brought to us by observe men now observe me now observe me now <laughs> thank you for that Jeez, man. words are hard <sighs> they put it all in one word it's all condensed and he's just like read it all in one and so it's like you know <laughs> Anyways, the uh, the blog talk, uh, they ask, forget counterspells and extra combats. May I ask for more damage redirection in white? Not to your own stuff, to your opponents and their stuff. Mark replies back, we've moved away from doing a lot of damage redirection. I don't see it returning in volume anytime soon. Sorry. Well, that's kind of sad. I think damage redirection would have been pretty cool for white. I don't know color pie super deep or anything like that, but it seems like something that white would do, you know, protecting itself, redirecting it. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. So it's a little sad to know that white's, I mean, I don't know. We don't know what white's going to be doing, but redirection in white would have been a cool thing to see. Oh, we know what white's going to be doing. Absolutely nothing because R&D hates white. No, that's not the case. We're going to be seeing stuff for sure. I have high hopes for for Strixhaven to have some cool white spells. And definitely nope. and definitely when Innistrad comes around. And we're going to get cool, cool clerics and stuff in the D&D set, I imagine. So in the next couple months, like there's a high potential for good, good white spells to come out. But there is our blogatog, and from there, I pass it over to JB to lead us off with some quickies here before we jump into the news. Okay, well, I just got the shit scared out of me clicking on this link. Because <laughs> I just put the YouTube trailer it, in time. Yep. yep. My bad. You linked me directly to the trailer, and it just started going, bah! right away. Yep. Click, that... click pause fast enough. <laughs> My bad. Hey. But yeah, so the extended trailer is out. Go watch it. It's really on cool. YouTube. It's pretty cool. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but it's out. So ah. click on the link. Go watch it. Next up in the news quickies, Dragon Dragon Shield announced today on their Twitter that they launched an app for Magic the Gathering players. Quote, our Dragon Shield MTG card manager app will help you manage your cardboard treasures like a dragon. Get it here. It has a link in there. And it has a picture of an uh, iPhone screen, like scanning a card, and then they have their dragon shield art and stuff behind it to make it look cool. The tweet continues, made for Magic the Gathering players, our dragon shield MTG card manager app will help you manage your cardboard treasures like a dragon. Scan cards, track your magic collection's value, build decks, trade, instantly translate foreign language cards, and much more. Our app is only available for iOS devices, for now. The Android version will arrive shortly alongside a web portal, and that's not all. If you play Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh, worry not, new apps will be coming very soon, too. This is kind of cool. I haven't downloaded it yet. I saw it later in the day. I can't do a live download right now. Ah, disadvantages. But uh, we'll come. We'll come with like a live review in tweets form or or something. But hey, man, with what was the the one that had uh, Delver Lens? There we go. Delver Lens, not too long ago, uh, had issues with wizards and IP 
and stuff like that got asked and got taken down and i don't think it's fully been resolved yet it has not popped up on my radar at least so more scanning apps coming into the marketplace is pretty cool i know Hellavault is another one. I've used that one a bit, and that one's pretty good. And then you got TCG Player has their own app scanner. But uh, next quickie, we pass over to JB. Okay, so Star City Games is running a promotion. From now until Monday, February 15th at 10.59 a.m., you get to treat yourself to the gift of Magic the Gathering and receive 10% bonus bucks on any purchase. All the bonus bucks earned in this promotion will be added to your account starting the week of Monday, February 22nd, and you'll be notified via email upon your delivery. So shop, buy a bunch of cards, get 10% back, have fun. Uh, hashtag not sponsored. Stuff. Yes, hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> it would be really cool if we could be sponsored by Star City Games. I mean, if we could. That would be cool. I don't know if Josh would be happy. I mean, I don't know. We'll figure that out. We'll ask. Uh, <laughs> now we got some more news here for you. Planes are there's a Planeswalker bundle for Magic Legends, the ARPG game that Cryptic Studios is working on. They just launched their uh, beta tests. They gave oh man, 60,000 keys or something like that away. But right now they are announcing their Planeswalker bundle, the very first premium pack for Magic Legends. This bundle offers eager Planeswalkers a trove of unique cosmetic content and exclusive items for your account. Walk the planes and explore the multiverse in style. The Planeswalker bundle includes, there's a picture above this with all their mages and all the... Uh, add-ons and stuff they look very cool so the planeswalker cosmetic sets there are five sets themed after each of the five colors of mana there's alternative skins for signature summon spells like wrathful for the light piercer angel tinkerer for the academy wizard ashen for the volatile thrall obsidian for the earth element and jungle for enormous baloths there are experimental sentinel summonal summon oh my god that one was tough experimental sentinel summon spells say that 10 times fast fuck and then they have gilded lotus artifacts no details on what that is but more images of what you can get down below so right now it's available for 39.99 it's a at a 50 percent package discount at the moment all of these items will be immediately available when open beta begins for Magic Legends on March 23rd and will carry over with you through the launch of the game later this year. When the items become available in open beta launch, you can navigate the in-game store and find the classes and packs tab, select the Planeswalker bundle, and claim the items. The costumes can be accessed via a tailor in any region. The Sentinel and Summon skins can be found in your library. The Gilded Lotus will be available in your loadout when you unlock artifacts via gameplay. Note that the bundle is only available for PC players on Arc. Get the most up-to-date stuff on Magic Legends via Twitter and Facebook and join the Discord server. Links for this down below. I don't know. Magic uh, Magic Legends, super hyped for. It's going to be really good. Uh, I, think it, I think it's off to you then, JB. Yep, it's off to me. Okay, so if you bought a Call Time pre-release pack expecting to get the spin down that looks like the bundle spin down, well, you're, you're, I'm sorry, you're sadly mistaken. You should have listened to the wrong. podcast. We told you yes, about that. Exactly. You, it just proves that you don't listen to us. <laughs> but, but Wizards says they are very sorry about it. And if you submit a support ticket, they'll ship you a bundle spin down as compensation for the misinformation. So you'll get a sweet, free, awesome die if you bought a pre release pack. And all you need to do. It's supposed to support claim for product replacement, filling in the right information, including your pre-release pack's production code. So make sure you have that handy. Go dig through the garbage, because I'm sure you already threw it away. You're going to need that. Right? You're going to need it. Uh, there is no dates on when this will kind of, like, end. 
I don't know if there's like a specific end date if you buy a pre-release pack expecting to get the dice and stuff or if there's like some level of uh, ignorance that you can, <laughs> you know, plea or whatever. Like, oh, I bought this after the fact knowing that I wasn't supposed to get one, but I'm going to get a free die anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. But if you get a free die, more power to you. Stick it to Hasbro. Yeah, they uh, made a lot of money this year, and we're going to talk about that soon. <laughs> All right. Oh, and if you do get a die, take a picture, share it with us. We'd love to see it. Yes, yes, we want to see because I'm curious to see if the colors are different or if they're all the same color. I think they're all. I think they're all going to be gold. I got a. I got a bundle. I haven't opened up yet. I don't know. Well, what the heck? Open it up, sir. I'm busy. I mean, I, I bought it. Uh, I opened mine earlier today. I could. I could open mine at the end of this just to see what's in it. Maybe I'll do that. Do it. You might have a fer- the Phyrexian Brinklex in there. Ooh. I What's got it? a regular one in mine. Okay, so back on track. Niv it. <laughs> yep, back on track. So you get to listen to me again. We have a new secret lair being announced. Surprise, surprise. I'm bombarding you with more secret lairs just when we thought we had a little bit of a break. So they're going to be celebrating Black History Month with a new secret lair called Black is Magic. And it celebrates and supports different expressions of black identity. Special collection will be available for pre-order February 22nd through March 31st, so actually a pretty big window, with the proceeds benefiting the game design, digital art, and game development programs of Black Girls Code, an organization that empowers girls of color in game design and other coding programs. And it looks like, so far, there's only two cards that have been spoiled. We have Shalai, Voice of Plenty, and Ponder. And let me tell you what. The art on these things are pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. They give them that borderless treatment. Very, it does look pretty sick. Very colorful, all featuring uh, black black prominent characters because Shalai is black and she looks very intimidating in this art. Very intimidating. And I don't know if you saw the ponder, but the uh, the elderly black lady that is in that art, I think it's Rael from Ikoria. Because you can tell in the flavor text. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's Rael's teaching a younger mage with Ponder. And that Ponder is so good. I I might just get for a play set of that because, damn, that shit's good. Right. And then you're also going to get five other additional borderless alternate art cards soon to be revealed. So, and it looks like February 9th and the 16th, we're going to find out more details about this secret lair. And it's also going to come in your nice options here. You got your foil option for $49.99 or your non-foil option for $39.99. So it comes down to whether or not you want Pringles. <laughs> Don't get the Pringles. Though, I mean, to be fair with Keldheim, I don't think any of those carts have, you know, curled yet. Have no. any of yours, JB? Nope, and I actually got a lot of foils because I got the set boosters. There's a foil in every pack. Well, let's give it a week. And we'll we'll come back next week and see if they've yes. Curled. Check back in with me next week. But I mean, so far they're still pretty straight. So this could be good for secret layers. Then, knock on wood. Right. Um, they do have like a uh, promo uh, a promo banner and stuff for it, and it has Kaya on it. I imagine that that's going to be like some sort of art integration with one of the next cards there. So I imagine we're going to get a Kaya, probably the new Kaldheim Kaya as one of the secret layer arts as well. Speculation, not confirmed. Calling it now. Well, hey, we'll find out tomorrow. We will. But by the time you listen to this, you'll already know. <laughs> right. But my, my shot call is recorded <laughs> the day before. <laughs> oh, man. Yahoo Finance. Really? Yahoo's still a thing? Yes, Yahoo is still a thing. That is a perfect transition, a good segue there, JB. I remember back in the day sitting on Yahoo Messenger and playing the Yahoo games and playing Cribbage Online. That is how old I am. (sighs) JB, God bless. God bless you (laughs) and your age. And people are going to be like, what? What's Yahoo Messenger? What's Yahoo Games? What's Cribbage? What is this? Cribbage is a fun game. Learn it. Uh, put it in your rotation between Magic. 
Yes, it is the game of your elders. Learn it. Love it. Then do some whist. Rummy. Yes, rummy's good. Yep. And then if you just, everybody knows solitaire. Do some solitaire too. Break away from technology. Don't don't play solitaire on the computer. Just just play the cards. Solitaire sucks. I got Unless a, you play Spider, Spider Solitaire is awesome. Spider Solitaire is good, but I got a pack of uh, casino cards when I went back to when I went back to home this weekend. So I got a pack of casino cards. Ooh, yeah. But we can gamble. We can gamble already. We didn't need the casino cards, but we have the Hasbro quarterly earnings for uh, Q4. They have surpassed their earnings and revenue estimates. So yeah, this is according to Yahoo Finance. Hasbro came out with quarterly earnings of a buck twenty-nine per share, beating the Zach consensus estimate of a buck fourteen per share. This compares to earnings of a buck twenty-four per share a year ago. These figures are adjusted for non-reoccurring items. The quarterly report represents an earning surprise of 11.4%. A quarter ago, it was expected that the toy maker would post earnings of a buck 67 per share when it actually produced earnings of a buck 88, delivering a surprise of 12.57. So, to all those laymen out there like us that don't fully understand the terms. <laughs> And stuff of 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 finance. Uh, Wizards has done really good. Uh, the hobbies hobbies industry posted revenues of one point seven two billion for the quarter ended in December twenty twenty, surpassing uh, the estimate of one point six percent. Sustainable of the stock's immediate price movement based on the recently released numbers and featured earning expectations will mostly depend on the management's commentary on the earnings call. Hasbro shares have added about 4% since the beginning of the year versus the S&P 500 gain of 3.5%. Magic made one of the biggest moves in Hasbro along with Monopoly. So... Tell me again why we have Pringles for foils. <laughs> I mean, oh my god. Okay, okay. Listen to this conspiracy theory right here. I have a I have an oh. idea. Here we go. Put your tinfoil hats on, kids. Yes. Tinfoil hats initiate. Um the thought is this conspiracy theory in, in in my mind, in my head, is Hasbro is getting ready to move into the food industry. And they're gonna be picking up Pringles. They're going to be acquiring Pringles. Who 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 owns Pringles? I don't know, but you tell me they're going to have Black Lotus flavored Pringles. Yes. Oh God. Okay, so Procter and Gamble is the previous owner. <laughs> Kellogg's. Oh, Kellogg's owns it. Um, they're going to have to do a big fighting. Maybe there'll be a right. maybe there'll be a Kellogg's and Hasbro crossover. Pringles. And Magic the Gathering. If they did that, that would be meta as hell. Oh, my God. Imagine it. Oh, no, no. Imagine the sales. Imagine the meme value. Imagine how much they would succeed at a sale like that. Think about it. Seriously. All I can can think about is the Honey Smackers frog (laughs) being on a freaking Magic card. Uh, That would be Spore Frog, sir. Or the get rog. Oh, honey smackers, get rog. There you go. Or the honeycomb furball thing. Judge uh, Judge Rule from uh, the Silver Border sets un- un- unsanctioned is going to be the Kellogg's logo, the, 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 the chicken for just the plain Kellogg's. Oh, God. The cornflakes chicken. There we go. Cornflakes chicken. And then Pringles, who has a good mustache in Magic for the Pringles man? Who would be the analog, the analog to the Pringles man? Let's do a quick live Google search of mustaches in Magic the Gathering. Mayor of Averbrook. Is that a good one? Oh, that's a solid mustache. Mayor of Averbrook has a, has a curly mustache. I'm not going to look too much further, so we'll say Mayor of Averbrook is going to be the Pringles man. Okay, we'll go with that. What other what other uh, pr- 
products do they got? So they got... I don't know, but all the weebs would be buying the Chandra-flavored uh, Pringles. The Chandra... Oh, Sriracha Pringles with Chandra. Oh, we have uh, Sea Flippers in the chat saying, Pringle Man is a boggle with a fake stash. That's actually... Yeah. Yeah. The Pringles Man is a boggle. Oh, no. It's just a face. down to that level. It's just a face. A boggle yeah, is just I a have... face. With legs, sir. Let's see. Oh, oh, Kellogg's. So, uh, who would who would be Tony the Tiger in Magic? Oh God, Tony the Tiger. Snack. Oh, oh, Snap Crackle Pop would be Vidillion Click. <laughs> uh, the the Applejacks. Tony the, Tony the Tiger would obviously be a Johnny. Oh, a Johnny. That's good. That's good. You want to know why? Because he's great. God, I'm gonna clip that. No, please don't. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So, conspiracy hats get ready to take them off. But yeah, Hasbro is getting ready to do a deal with Kellogg's and the Pringles portion of them, and do a you heard it here a, first. a secret lair. God, if they did that, if they did that, ah. Uh, my life would be complete, not going to lie. And I think I could officially, we, we could officially be on the map because of that. We can share the crap out of this episode, clip out this section here where we where, where, where we call this and and stuff and be like, listen to us. We're just three schmucks with microphones that are talking about conspiracy <laughs> theories that have no ground. No ground whatsoever. <laughs> Um, but uh, that seems like a good point to break off into our finance section from the Hasbro finance earnings. Links in the description below if you want to read through all of that. But boy, this week's weekly winners is interesting, and it brings up a lot of magic, I don't know, magic buying thought process. I don't know how to specifically bring it up, but... The Weekly Winners article is brought to us by the amazing site MTG Stocks. Every Friday, they have an article come out called The Weekly Winners. They talk about three cards that move up in price that they deem significant enough to talk about, and then they have three cards that move down in price that they want to let you know about. So let's jump into it with the first card, Bad Moon. Bad Moon is Black One Enchantment. All plaque. All plaque. Ah, jeez, plaque. All black creatures get plus one, plus one. And it is the specifically the third edition of this. There are multiple different printings of Bad Moon. It was in a bunch of different commander sets. A couple dual decks. Uh, fifth edition, fourth edition, time shifted, alpha, beta, collector's edition. And yeah, this card has jumped up. 400%, the third edition has jumped up 400%, is now sitting at $25. But right now, the market price on this is about $5.85. Uh, the average price of it has jumped up to, or dipped down a little bit. It's now at $19.34. A lot of the times with cars like this that have an average price that's higher than the market price, it's speculation and stuff there's no like real validity behind the price moving up there are people in the market that are picking up this card for different reasons but this card is where a big magic question comes into play because this week's number one winner quote is a unique and interesting one not because there's some new tech around it new brews or other rational reasons a card could spike bad moon is at the top of our list because of something completely different a trend Buyouts of old classic cards from Revised. We've uh, It got covered a couple weeks ago in the Weekly Winners. Apparently, some speculators or investors are moving past the reserve list and started to buy out cards that are old, well-known, and from sets that don't have huge print runs. Under normal circumstances, a bad moon from Revised has no business at being $25, $25 price level. It has been reprinted many times. It does not see play in any for format outside of casual... A fair price would be a buck fifty to two fifty, not ten times higher. 
Up until now, the big cutoff between old and low supply sets was ABU, the Alpha, Beta, and Limited. Cards from those sets have been quite expensive for a long time now. Over the past years, we've had to add in the Dark and Arabian Nights to the list, and it seems the goalposts are getting ready to move again. It might not stop here. If you check our interest list today, you'll see what I'm talking about. Reserve list cards from Fallen Empire's homelands are spiking, and I'm not talking about cards that see any play or have any value whatsoever. Ever hear of leeches or implements of sacrifice? Not going to read those. Those cards have spiked to $27.42 and $3.50 this week. And we have plenty of evidence that reserve list cards from certain sets are bought out first. And after that, the non-reserve list cards will follow. We've seen this happen with cards from Arabian Nights, first the reserve list cards, and this week we've seen cards like Bird Maiden version 2 and Naf's Asp Light in our interest lists. No way to be sure, but it seems that cards from Revised revised are moving in that direction starting with interesting rares like bad moon if things continue in this pace homelands might be a very expensive set to buy cards from which would be crazy since it's a set of it is a set notorious for being complex dull and underpowered things might change time will tell but don't say i didn't warn you yeah, this is crazy. On the interest list, you see a bunch of uh, third edition and uh, revised cards making big price changes. One of the top cards in the interest list this week is, or not this week, today is Moat. That's more of a speculative buyout. It jumped up to, God, what was it? Uh, Danny posted it in the in the Discord. Little Discord plug here. If you want to jump in the Discord, we talk finance and stuff there, but... The card jumped up 6,000% and is at $1 million. But that's that's the average oh, price. 100754 Oh, thank you for that correction. 100000 yes. I got very jumpy there. Yes, $100,000, but still. Granted, it was a $1,500 card to begin with. Yep. But this is one of those ones where it's like, Either someone's setting the price high, or hopefully it's just a, a input error. Yeah, hopefully somebody added one too many zeros. Right. Next on the list, we have Death Cloud. Black, 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 X, sorcery. Each player loses X life, discards X cards, sacrifices X creatures, then sacrifices X lands. It is a card from Masters, Ultimate Masters, Modern oh. Masters. Oh yep. my god. My sets MMA. <laughs> Modern Masters jumped up three hundred and sixty six percent, now sitting at seventeen dollars twenty seven cents. Market price on this card is ten dollars ninety cents. And the average price has dipped down a little bit to sixteen dollars ninety three cents. So you can still find them online on TCG player for about thirteen bucks. And Card Kingdom, I'm going to click this link, but I know they're going to be sold out. Watch this, watch this, click the link. Out of stock, yep. Death Cloud is out of stock on Card Kingdom. They were selling them for $3.99, that's why. But this card, JB, you want to take a guess of why Death Cloud has been moving up in price? I don't know, maybe one of the new gods? Do you know specifically which new god? Turgrid. Oh! He wins the prize. Give this man a cookie. Woo! So for like the last... Maybe a snickerdoodle. You want a snickerdoodle? Yeah, snickerdoodles are bomb, dude. Snickerdoodles are good. It just caught me off guard. I imagine you'd be an oatmeal raisin kind of a guy there, JB. I mean, I do like oatmeal raisin. Tear Grid has been moving cards for the last month on on the, uh, the weekly winners. And this is no difference. This is just... Your opponents, each player loses X life, discards X cards, sacrifices X creatures. When all this stuff is said and done, you sacrifice your things. Way to go, Matt. What did I do? You're causing me to get a divorce. What did I do? <laughs> Apparently she can't be married to a guy who likes oatmeal raisin cookies and snickerdoodles. <laughs> I'm a fucking monster. <laughs> 
<laughs> Married a monster. There's a criminal clip. to have oatmeal raisin as one of your top cookies. Hey, man, oatmeal raisin is one of my top cookies, too. See, it's one of Matt's top cookies, too. You both disgust me. Or you just get better taste buds there, Mrs. Boggle. Oh, you got called out. Says <laughs> you just need to get better taste buds. Ooh, she's coming back over. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Matt, if I need better taste buds, you don't get to eat my cooking anymore. Eh, I think I can live with that. <gasps> don't say that. Don't say it. Don't tell her I said that. <laughs> don't say it. He's like, eh, I can live with that. <laughs> if I'm getting thrown under the bus, you're dragging you with me. <laughs> So with Death Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your own Death Cloud. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of kind of sacrificed myself there for this one. <laughs> yeah, with Death Cloud, after everything gets resolved, uh, triggers go on the stack, you're getting everything back that your opponents had to sacrifice. And if you do it right, you can keep your tier grid out. But so, this is moved up because of that. They suggest, you know, if you have... Co- Cabal coffers to help really sink into this, you're going to be doing good. And then finally, we have on the weekly winners, Elvish Champion. This card is from 10th edition. It is green, green, one, two, two, elf. Other elf creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and have forest walk. This card's moved up 123%, now sitting at $17.90. But as always, this is Friday when this got marketed or published and we read on monday so prices have changed and we'll let you know market price of this card is six dollars 42 cents the average price is 18 you can find them on tcg player for 17 dollars or on card kingdom for 20 oh card kingdom keeps up to date on this one so this spike was not expected uh the author of this article is it Peter this week? Yep, Peter this week. Peter did not expect with the release of Keldheim and the seat and the, since this set features elves, of course an elf champion is going to be moving up in price like this. Uh Risk the Redeemed has also moved or Risk the Exiled has also moved up stupid amounts of prices uh price-wise. I think this was brought up on a weekly winner not too long ago, Risk the Exiled. It's the black two legendary elf warrior. When Risk the Exiled attacks, you gain a life and each for each elf you control and has black sack and elf regenerate risk. I'm pretty sure that one was one of the cards when Keldheim was first shown to have a bunch of black green elves. And with that last weekly winner, we pass it over to JB to give us some cheap pickups. Okay. Well, the first one's cheap and the other two, not so much. So first up we have Ashiok nightmare weaver from the original Theros sitting at $5 and 75 cents record low and bottomed out. If you like Ashiok, now's the time to pick it up. I've been picking these up. I've been able to find a bunch of them at one point for like sub five bucks, and I picked a lot of them up there. And now I'm going to be picking up some more because, first off, Ashiok's one of my favorite Planeswalkers, and especially the first Ashiok. A three-mana Planeswalker that, with its first ability, goes to five loyalty, makes it harder to kill. (laughs) We know about three-mana harder-to-kill Planeswalkers very well nowadays. And... Yeah, I got a I got a bunch of these, so I'm excited. I'm probably gonna be picking up some more this week then. Do it. Big brain moves. Okay, so next up What? This has gotta be a typo. For what? The next one. Okay, I'm looking at it. Oh more I see I see yeah, I think that's a typo. Yeah. That is totally a typo. Oh my god. Okay, so I yeah. Yeah. That's so a this typo. is showing that Morag Fury of Bakum is at $17.09. Well, that's the uh, the header. That's, that's saying the headline. Yeah. Okay. You look at the graph. Currently, it's at $5.15. And then if you click on the, the tag to bring you to uh, Morag's page, the market price is $4.23 and the average price is $5.15. So, Jeez, yeah. Look at that. Somebody and, shit the bed. And this was a card that was, you know, 
15 bucks at around pre-release time, 10 bucks around pre-release time. Right. And this is a very good EDH card that a lot of magic content creators have been talking and brewing around. So, uh, take that as you will, I guess. Good stuff. Okay. So then this next one seems to be accurate. It is scroll rack from Tempest. $57 and 62 cents. It is now bottomed out. Yeah. Not much else to add to scroll rack there. Right. But if you guys Which are looking crazy, to. Crazy, because nope. what made it spike in the first place? Because looking at this graph, back between Ravnica and Dominaria, it was only like $25. And um, then it was even lower than that. Like it was down to 18 bucks, right around Theros block. Uh, Yeah, I think one of the biggest things with. Double Masters made it spike to 100 well, we got reprinted in Double Masters. And um, if I'm not mistaken, I think a lot more EDH players picked up on Scroll Rack around the time of Dominaria. Possibly. Because Scroll Rack's really just a, you know, more of an EDH-centric card and stuff. And people wanted it. But, but yeah. Yeah, it used to be super dirt cheap. Like, holy crap. So if you guys are looking to pick up any cards at a cheap or affordable price, go check out the amazing site TCG Sniper. You go make an account. You can put in a watch list of cards with links through TCG Player, and you can set notif- uh, set to get notifications when a card moves up or down in price. And when you get that notification, you click the link, you go to TCG Player, pick up that card or sell that card at that price, and you become a happy Magic player. This is a very useful tool for people who want to, you know, play Magic on the cheap and are patient and who want to kind of make a little bit of a profit flipping things around. So go check them out. And if you go over there, sign up for an account and let them know that the guys over at This Week in MTG sent you, you will get three free months of their Plus program, which gives you 50 cards to input. Uh, typically on their base one, I think you get three or five. <laughs> one of these times I'll double check and stuff. But yes, go check them out. Or you could just ask me. Uh, JB, how many do you have? I think it's five. There you go. <laughs> I haven't checked because I'm still on the base. And I get mad every time. <laughs> but from there, let's do a deck te- or a deck of the week, not a deck tech. Deck of the week which was found by JB on Moxfield, Average Doran. Doran. Mm-hmm. Well, JB, tell us what this deck is about. Well, I've always had a soft spot for Doran the Siege Tower. I've wanted to build an EDH deck out of him just for shits and gigs. But no, this one actually looks pretty cool. First off, we've got two Planeswalkers. First one is Huatli, the Sun's Heart, uh, the War of the Spark one. And then we have Nissa, Voices, Endicar. So two, three Mana Planeswalkers. And then in our creature slots, we got four Birds of Paradise, three Door in the Siege Tower, three Gilded Goose, three Nyx Fleece Ram, three Spell Kite. Spell Skite. Words are hard. And four Tree Folk Harbinger. The card that this deck is based on is Door in the Siege Tower. It is green black white for a zero five legendary tree folk shaman each creature assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power yes and all these creatures have zero power and that will be relevant later yeah birds of paradise is a one drop oh one flyer gilded goose is a one drop oh two flyer nix fleece ram is a two drop oh five non-flyer spellskite two drop oh four Tree Folk Harbinger, 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 Harbinger or Harbinger, Harbinger. I'm pretty Har- sure it's Harbinger. Harbinger. O three that tutors for a Tree Folk or a Force and puts it on top of your library. Mm-hmm. So in the sorceries we have four commune with the gods. This is the uh ah oh, geez what's the name of that green card that one drop that t- tr- uh, Tron decks play green Tron decks play. Oh, ancient ancient stirrings. stirrings. Yeah, this is uh, this is the ancient stirrings for other decks, uh, but right. it's two mana. And then for the instance, we have three assassins trophy, 
two path to exiles, and then three tower defense. And the tower defense is a nice little uh, boost to your toughness. Gives your creatures plus zero, plus five, and gain reach until end of turn. So, I mean, that adds quite a bit. My question is, why not just have any pump spell in place of this? Like a Might of Old Crosa or a Ground Swell. It's plus four, plus four, and it's one mana. Because we will find out here soon. Oh, why? We will find out soon. There's a reason why. So then we have a single ensnaring bridge in our artifact slot. And then our enchantments. We have three assault formation, just doubling up on the Doran ability. And then a single, which honestly I think there should be more than just a single because this is pretty pretty sweet, spicy tech. Uh, we have a singleton behind the scenes. So for two and a black, you get an enchantment. Creatures you control have skulk. They can't be blocked by creatures with greater power. Like I said, the zero power was going to come into effect later. Is it that it, big of a deal, though, for only a one of? Wouldn't you want it more? Then all your creatures are unblockable. Yeah, wouldn't that's what I'm saying. You only got one. You'd want more of this. That's what I'm saying. Why wouldn't, you know, that's what I led with. Why would you want, you know, you want more than one? I mean, honestly, I think you could cut the assault formations and just go four of behind the scenes for format modern oracle skulk what are some good ways to give your creatures skulk you have the equipment the equipped card of skeleton key one drop two two equipped equipped creature as skulk and when a crypt creature deals combat damage to a player you may draw a card if you do discard a card not that good in comparison. Behind the scenes is still probably the best because all these other ones are creatures just that naturally have skulk. Doesn't right. give all exactly. your other things skulk. Yeah. And honestly, I'd probably go up to at least two two ensnaring bridge. For sure. Yeah. So this this is this is where our 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 thoughts and ideas come into this deck. This deck does look cool. Don't get me wrong. Right, these things can survive bolts. They can survive combat, and all of this. They stuff. can pack a punch. They can. So instead of having the three assault formations, you cut those out. Probably make those all behind the scenes. Having four behind the scenes just seems pretty solid. Right. I mean, I mean having. I like. I like the the spiciness of the ensnaring bridge. Having multiples of it is pretty unfortunate on the battlefield because it's like one is good enough. So I wonder if there's any good discard effects that can like discard, give your creature plus O plus something, right? Maybe. Discard. We're using Scryfall here. Discard. And then we'll do plus O plus that. See how that turns out. Oh, no, nothing. nothing. Or I'm just not doing a good job at scry falling. But yeah, that could be. Having more ensnaring bridge is not bad. It's very good because you could just keep attacking through. <laughs> right? Oh, no cards in hand. Cool. My O creatures are still attacking your ass. Right. So like, I, like, I don't I know. Like, like I think maybe take out the Nissa voice of Zendikar in place of right. getting a second ensnaring bridge. Like it's cool. You're getting O one plant creature tokens, but when you put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control, you're taken away from the right. ensnaring bridge. Purpose. So yeah, maybe you definitely want to go. So maybe three behind the scene. So take away two assault formations to go to the three behind the scenes. One assault formation goes to an ensnaring bridge. Anissa goes to an ensnaring bridge. So you have three ensnaring bridge, three behind the scenes. Cause those ones feel right. like how you're going to close this out. Right. Nice spiciness. And yeah. So then when I was making that comment earlier about, um, might have old Carosa and stuff. Yeah. You def well, no, after you attack though, you can still cast those and, uh, their, their attacks are still going through. They're not going to be stopped by, you know, skulking. They're still skulking and stuff. So maybe right. that'll be okay. Might well might have old Crosa to get plus two plus two unless it's you cast it at sorcerer speed. So yeah, um, groundswell would probably be one to where it would 
probably be more relevant. Or you could have something like uh, become immense. I'm thinking of like some <laughs> infect cards here. Right, but see, the thing is, though, I don't think this deck really has room for pump spells. Granted, it doesn't need pump spells. It doesn't. Like, if you're swinging with a... Because it has, essentially, you know, like, Nick's Fleece Ram is an 0-5, so it'd be a 5-5. Dorian mm-hmm. is a 5-5. Spellskite is a 4-4. I mean, those are all pretty good. Like, yeah, the, the Tree Fork Harbinger, that one's... Having a 4 of that is going to be kind of rough. Maybe you want to cut that down to two or three in keeping the Dorians. So that way it's like you have uh, five or six copies of Doran, essentially. And then that'll give you more room for other big OX creatures. Let's take a look at some OX creatures real quick here. Again, going to Scryfall. We are looking for the toughness is equal to, we'll go with five. That seems like a good a good base. And legal in modern. And is white, black, and green at least. And search for those options. L- rolling with the punches as we continue on with this, I guess. But you have these... Oh, here we go. Maybe Archer's Parapet? Green one for an 05 wall. Oh, it's a wall defender. So I can't attack. And you definitely don't want that. Yeah, I definitely don't want that. Because you want you want your old creatures to be attacking. That's the, that's the thing. If they have... Oh, a boreal grazer maybe. Could be something thought of. How about power equal to zero? What are some good zero X... Angelic Wall. Oh, that's another defender. Jesus. Yeah, that's the tough thing is like finding all these defenders and stuff. Right. And if you start going with defenders, then you're going to want to up your assault formation. Yeah. Count then. Yeah. Dorian would have to be kind of rotated out there, most likely. Right? No. I mean, you can still keep Dorian. Well, but yeah, yeah. You'd but you want more move, assault formation move, so you could actually down on Dorian. attack with them. Yeah, because as I am looking here, oh, this one's an interesting one, maybe. Carrion Grub, I'm reading it here. I don't know if it's good. Three black insect, O five. 5 It gets plus X plus O, where X is the greatest power among creatures and graveyards. Yeah, so you don't care about that, because that's not going to be good when it comes to combat, because it wants a bigger butt. I don't know, like, what else can be done for big butt kind of stuff here? Oh, maybe. Uh, Dawn Fluke. Three in a white for an O3 flash elemental comes into play. Prevent the next three damage that would be dealt to target creature or player this turn. It has a voke for a single white. I don't know if that's going to be good enough. Yeah, this is the toughest thing. Oh my god, dazzling ramparts is a defender. Oh, you could do a devoted devoted druid maybe thing in here. Oh, pfft, done. Figured it out. <laughs> maybe. Uh, Dream Devourer, new card from Keldheim. Two drop, zero, three. Each non-land card in your hand without foretell has foretell. Its foretell cost is equal to the mana cost reduced by two. This will help you get to your uh, ensnaring bridge. Maybe Dream Devourer can get uh, a one of or a two of put in here. How would that help with ensnaring bridge? Because you foretell the cards out of your hand. You don't have the cards in your hand anymore. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, it's a zero three, and so when you foretell a card, Dream Devourer gets plus two plus O till end of turn. Not a big deal, but a two mana three three essentially in this deck to be swinging is not bad, and giving your cards the ability to foretell. Like it's gonna spell skite is gonna be free to foretell. Right. Um, it's gonna suck for. I mean, I don't know. It just sucks for everything. You're gonna be paying the cost, but like defense tower is gonna be one cheaper. Commune with the gods is gonna be one cheaper. Next Fleece Ram is going to be one cheaper. Behind the scenes is going to be a single black. Right. So yeah, maybe maybe that's the uh, the creature addition into there. You know, cut down on Tree Fork Harbinger and add in, test that, Dream Devourer. But yeah, this deck is just big, tough butts and ramping. I don't know, do you need 
all the gilded goose and all the birds of paradise maybe it's not like you're ramping into something big so maybe the birds of paradise could just straight up all of them can be swapped for that dream devourer right i think it was just basically just smooth out the mana base yeah but Make then you sure got you get so your door in on turn three but it's about if that's the case then it's about figuring is gilded goose better or is right birds of paradise better in that in that position and then if you just want a good one, Giant Ox is another card from Kelheim that just oh, came God, out. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, an 06. Yeah, 06 for two. Right. That doesn't seem bad. So you have you have a couple a couple things to do in here. Right. I mean, the land base is, I don't know, I think needs some number adjustments. Yeah. It's got seven basic force, a single horizon canopy, single murmuring bosk, Single nurturing peatland, single overgrown tomb, single plains, single temple garden, four verdant catacombs, and four windswept heaths. So, what do you think? That, that to me just seems weird. You got you got eight fetch lands, and only two fetchable shock lands, and you don't even have a bit like seven basic forests. Single basic planes, not even a basic swamp. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The the lands can definitely be worked on here for sure. I don't know. Ugh. Murmuring boss. I don't think that's needed. You don't want to be dealing damage to yourself. And yeah, you get the option to have all three colors, but we no, we don't have the, an Abzan Triome yet. So yeah, we do. Yeah, we do, don't we? There you go. Trade mm-hmm. the murmuring boss for the Abzan Triome, like. It'll it'll cycle, give you the same amount of colors. It's not going to deal damage to you. But yeah, I think... I like this deck. All, all in all, this deck is good. Attacking with Butts, with Doran, and you have multiple ways to do it. Assault Formation, Hwatli, and Doran to have your creature O X big back-end creatures be swinging through. Mm-hmm. I like this deck. Good choice, JB. Good choice right? indeed. Right? I like it. So as I kept scrolling through here, Leafkin Druid was another creature that popped up that might be good. It's a two-drop, zero-three. Taps to add green. If you control four or more creatures, they add green-green instead. As like the, uh, you know, mana accelerants and a three-three beater for two. Doesn't seem bad. I don't know in the end. This, this is definitely a deck to try and try and play with multiple times to try and get the feel. But JB, then, if you don't got anything else. No, other than everybody's getting on the Kellogg's train in the live chat. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> are we in the, the Discord live chat? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I was about saying, no one's in the Twitch live chat. Here, I'll, have to, I'll have to read that here a little later while I do this, do this end card read then. End card read. <laughs> end of the episode read. So, thank you, Magic Folk, for making it to the end of another episode of This Week in MTG. This is episode number 75. You guys are all legendary for doing so. Go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Discord. Join our Patreon if you feel our content is worthy throwing some money at. We're actually going to be talking more about revising our plan, our plans, our tiers, and stuff to where you can get benefits uh, benefits that we're able to do. So keep a lookout for that if you're interested. We're gonna there's gonna the, the rough idea maybe is monthly card giveaways at at a tier and see how that turns out. If interested, links in the description down below for that. Uh, join the Discord where you can partake in this uh, Pringles uh, Pringles thing, I guess. <laughs> and comparing magic cards to Kellogg's figures and stuff like that. Join the Discord. If you guys have any other comments, questions, concerns, or feedback of any kind, we appreciate all that. Hit us up on those platforms. We are definitely striving to be your guys' aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. You can also send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. Do we have anything else before I remind them to send love again to J-Dubs, JB? Am I missing something? Listen to our podcast. Give us your money. <laughs> don't be rude like that JB short and sweet <laughs> <laughs> okay well 
Send love to J-Dubs, our fabulous sponsor. How they are sponsoring us is beyond me, but thank you. Last week, they gave us a box to open up on, of Keldheim on live stream. Uh, be expecting more of stuff like that from us as well. Oh, if you're, watch- if you're not watching us on Twitch, make sure to follow us on Twitch. We're doing podcast episodes live here more frequently. And JB also did a box opening as well. We have Big G, who wants to open up his collector boosters on stream. I'm talking with him to try and figure out a time that works best for him. So if you want to see some Keldheim collector boosters, yeah, (laughs) go jump in Twitch. Get ready to see that. But with that, JB, did I miss anything? Let's see if there's probably going to be more. I, I, I mentioned if I miss anything, there might be more. And if I ask you if I miss anything, I'll think of the other things that I missed. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I think you got everything. Success. Uh, to those out there, Danny will not be back yet. Next week, we're going to have a... Uh, yeah, let's just say next week, we're going to have a guest. We're going to have the coach, a big magic per- per- personality, join the podcast, doing this with us. So if you're interested in talking about big collections and stuff moving and a player that's made top eight top 16 and some gps join next week for that and before i continue this on any further because god knows i can talk all night y'all have a good night and we will catch you next week see ya because he's great